Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the Bulldog. And don't even talk to me about weed. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, thanks for hanging with us on this Thursday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off. Nate Geary filling in for Mike today, uh, along with Zach Jones running things, and we are happy to welcome back to the show on the West Her Hotline our friend Mike Giniti from Spot Track. Mike, it's uh, it's Nate and Chris here. How are things? Doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, awesome. So um, things start to get a little more complicated for our beloved Buffalo Bills here, Mike. Um, the, the, big, the big contract for Josh Allen takes hold. They've got some big free agents, and they're going in pretty far over the cap. Um, let's start here. How cumbersome will it be for them to make enough room to do anything impactful once free agency gets here mid-March? I'm not super worried this time around. Uh, you know, the spot minus 18 right now based on our numbers. Josh alone can, can, can restructure his salary and get them um, about three in the black right there. So you talk about Josh and Von Miller restructuring contracts this year. That's three and up. Almost $32 million of space right there. Um, and then you go a little smaller with some Taron Johnsons and maybe Daquan Jones restructure. And, of course, a couple of cap casualties, which we get every year. But uh, you're right. I think it's less about the actual money this year and more about just the decision-making, right? The players in, the players out, uh, you know, some injury situations and obviously the couple of big free agents to talk about here. Yeah, a Miller restructure obviously is lucrative, but the trick there is you're talking about a 34-year-old man coming off another ACL injury and you're kicking the can down the road. Like, I wonder, I, I wonder how obvious it is that the Bills should or would want to extend that because the, the out after the third year was pretty appealing when he signed that six-year deal last March. Yeah, what I'm talking about doing is, is restructuring the roster bonus, which I think was always kind of baked into the cake. Um, so it's not going to de- damage down the road too much to do something like that. Um, okay. I think it was kind of built into the contract initially. So, uh, again, it's not a, a maximum restructure I'm referring to here, and you do it now, not later. That's no, There's no question about it. The injury and his age are, are big, big factors going forward here. Yeah. So, it, you know, if they're able to, and, and like, you know, you know it's – 
it happens all over the league with these quarterback contracts. Um, you know, do these things and, and make room. S- someone tweeted at, at me and a bunch of us at the station, and I don't know, Mike, if you were even included in that. You, maybe you should have been because you're the one that would maybe have the answer. The, the guy's question generally was, how do you get to just keep doing this? Like, doesn't it eventually – it has to catch up to you eventually if you keep pushing things. And the Bills are just starting out on this path. I should make that clear, right? Like, they're, this is their first year with the big Josh extension on the books. So, um, you know, it's not like they've made a habit of doing this, but lots of teams have. The New Orleans Saints might be an example, and they eventually, right. you know, they reached they reached a point where they couldn't keep going and their quarterback aged out. Um, how do teams keep sort of pushing off the inevitable and what is the price to pay or does the cap just keep going up enough that it doesn't matter? Yeah, you nailed it, <laughs> right? The, the league is just so darn healthy that this is just an exercise. It's not even really like a question mark anymore for the majority of teams. There are still teams out there that refuse to go this route for, for the reasons you're saying. They don't want to have to, you know, pay the piper down the line here at some point in time. But if we're talking about short windows of contention, which is that's sort of the moniker in every sport now, um, and, and the Bills know they have probably a three, four-year window here to kind of lock things together. You, you just push away. You push and push and push. And you don't do it with everybody. Obviously, it's a decision-by-decision situation. But with guys you absolutely know are going to be in the fold the next two, three years, you, you really don't have a problem doing that. And, and it does catch up. I mean, the Buccaneers with Brady this year mm, are going to have a $35 right. million dollar cap for him to go and you know either retire or play somewhere else. And uh, and that that is an example of it catching up with void years and restructures and things like that. But I, I think they would take that Super Bowl and, uh, and laugh at us in the face, right? Mike, one question I have for you is, like, when you start to pull the lever on the Josh Allen contract, I know we're literally going into year one of this thing hitting, but, you know, it, it may not be as obvious as, say, maybe the Kansas City Chiefs contract with Patrick Mahomes was, right? I think what his ended up being something like a 10-year contract um, where you sort of have all of these restructure opportunities built in within it. Like, when do you believe the best the best time to pull that lever on Josh Allen's contract will be? Because he is 27 years old, and, like, that's a can that you don't mind kicking down the road, where maybe you do mind kicking a Von Miller can down the road at age 33 or whatever it is, or or a, or a Tredavious White who you know is coming off of a major knee injury, and we don't know if he is still the same player. Like, is does that make sense for you? It, it does. But I, I, even with with a player like Josh, the most important position at age twenty seven, right? There's really no red flags right now. Even with a player like that, I still think you have to be mindful of how you do this. And you mentioned Mahomes. Kansas City did not restructure Patrick yep. Mahomes last year. They kept him on that big cap hit. They, they staggered the process. They they restructured a couple of other major players. They obviously let a couple of players walk. I think there's a rhyme and a reason to doing that, and Buffalo has done that as well. Um, year one was a signing bonus for Josh. Year two was an option bonus for Josh. This is the first year where there's no built-in prorated bonus, so you can create one now with the restructure of his base salary. I think that's probably the right direction. Year four, year five, that's where you start to have those questions. Now do we start piling those things up? Is he still that kind of player? Are, are we going to be thinking about a new contract in two or three years versus – um, you know, sticking with this one and just keep pushing things down the line. Is it is easy though, Mike, to just say like for these teams, the Saints, and you know maybe the Bills here in the future? Is it as easy just to say as long as you have an owner who is willing to spend the money that like these things remain in your back pocket and those teams that you're talking about that maybe don't want to do this or teams that maybe are a little bit more hesitant on like spending you know physical like having your owner actually have to spend a lot more money in that way? Does that make sense too? It does because you're restructuring for a purpose, right? You're not right. just doing it to, you know, just to do it. There's obviously a, a mindset of what's going to happen with the 21 million that, that Josh frees up here. 
Um, so you're right. It has to be a, a two-way street. There has to be a, a spending plan, a spending pattern. And Buffalo has been very, very active in that regard, by the way. They are not a bottom-of-the-league of the spending team in any regard. So I expect that to continue. Uh, I think they understand who they are right now. And, and with contracts like this, if they can help, they're going to have to do it right now. Mike Janitti runs the uh, sports contract website portal, if you will, Spotrac, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com, and must-have on the browser this time of the year. There's a lot of info there about contracts. It's a go-to whenever a new contract is signed. You want to get a lay of the land of cap space. And all all the sports are there. We're focused on the bills for this, but you can get NBA stuff and baseball stuff, hockey stuff, you name it, all there at spotrack.com. So ideally here, what what's the maybe the best case scenario and maybe the most realistic scenario about amounts of money that the bills could have at their disposal once they do whatever it is they're going to do to these contracts, Mike? I think at the end of the day, if we talk a couple of restructures and a couple of, of uh, releases, we're at about 25 maybe close to $30 million heading toward that March 15th date, which that's, that's pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need to, to, to go overboard getting into the league year unless you have serious, serious contracts in mind, and maybe there's some wink-wink negotiations happening behind the scenes already. But um, I think that's probably a pretty fair number right now to start the, the year with, and obviously you can open up more as needed when more things approach to you. But uh, that's probably where I'm seeing this team, March 15th, March 14th, approaching that, that league year, about $25, 30000000 million. And so what is the way to spend that money? We always kind of get, get focused on, you know, new guys, exciting new guys. Brandon Bean has already said, you know, that it's not going to be the year for that. He kind of always says that. A lot of GMs in our experience, I think, have said that. But the Bills really might be in a spot where that will be tough, depending on what they choose to do or what they can get done with a couple of their own key guys. Tremaine Edmonds has got to be at the top of this list, Mike. Um is a polarizing player, I think, within the fan base. Uh, he's definitely got his fans, and he definitely has his detractors. Um, one of the things that I like about your site is that you have this this portal, this part of it where you know market value. So you're estimating comparables and whatnot. What's the lay of the land with Edmonds, and and what do you think a, a fair deal ends up being? Yeah, you mentioned polarizing. He he may be the most polarizing valuation we've ever done in 15 years of this yeah. website because, look, you know, I, I have had the fortunate to, to be able to see him for four years here now where maybe some of these other national people haven't spent so much time looking at him like I have. It's been up and down. It's been inconsistent, right? It's been bad at times. And he, he peaked at the absolute right time. He had a phenomenal year across the board, including – in coverage and certainly, uh, you know, where those where the off-ball linebackers matter most. So I can tell you right now, just the math-wise, right, our, our algorithm says he's about $11, $12 million per year. I know that's realistically not where he's going. He's too freaky of an athlete. He's yeah. got, the age is on his side. Everything, everything about him says he's going top of the market. Now, I don't believe that's $20 million, but I do think there's $16, $17 million per year in his future. And if that's the case, I don't think he's long for the bills. I, I believe that's going to price him out of the current local market. Uh, but I think there's teams out there willing to do that because of all the things that is mentioned. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at too. Like I, I, you know, I'm not studying this like like certainly like you are, um, but I, you know, the the great year um, is I think you know despite his detractors, um, I think I think that's accurate. And when when Roquan Smith got traded and then signed in Baltimore that contract, 
I, I kind of I, I, a chill went through me. I just kind of like not not that I think like you said, Edmonds is going to earn twenty million on the open market, but it is you know it's going to ra- it's going to raise all you know all players at that position, and Edmonds is right at the front of that line. So, man, I, I think it's going to be challenging. Um, I mean, the, the only hope maybe the Bills have if they want to retain this player is that he wants to play for a lot less than that, and I, I don't know why he'd want to do that. No, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. There's too many, I think, teams out there, good teams out there, probably willing to go near that $20 million per year, um, you know, upwards of $50 million guaranteed. And, I, I, like I said, I don't think that's the market here. The, the good news is, and you mentioned, you know, Who's next? Who's out there? It's a halfway decent off-ball linebacker market. It really is. I mean, you had a guy in the Super Bowl, TJ Edwards, who had a similar year, played on a one-year contract, had a phenomenal one year out of nowhere, sort of. You know, he's going to be half the guarantees, maybe around $12 million per year. Maybe this, this, this valuation that I'm talking about for Edmonds uh, makes sense for a player like TJ Edwards. The Colts have a couple of players. The Saints have a couple of defensive players that I think aren't going back to where they came from. Let's put it that way. So I, I, I just think that there's going to be other options that are going to keep the price low enough for Brandon Bean to say, go get your money. We're going to make it work. Even if we're paying, you know, we're getting an 85% production of what we got from you last year. We got to do what's right for this team. And I just think that uh, anything over 16 million a year is just too much for Edmonds right now. Yeah. I, I um, like, I, I don't want the bills to get worse. Need it be said. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I like draft and develop and retain like those are, those are great concepts. Um, I've said a few times here on this show already this offseason, Mike, that maybe my biggest offseason fear is that the Bills go too big to try to keep Tremaine Edmonds and, and pour too much money. They, you know, they have Milano on a contract that looks you know, pretty decent, but it's still healthy money. And if you add a big number with Edmonds, I, just, I think you're, a, you're suddenly a team in the NFL pouring resources into that position that like I just I don't think I want to be at the front of the line of paying linebackers. You know, Bulldog, the the Milano contract is the one I reference quite a bit right now. It, Brandon Bean took that thing right to the finish line. It was the the final hour of negotiations before he hit the open market. Basically, he might have even got to that open market point in time, and he signed him for a deal that I think was maybe two two million less than what he could have gotten anywhere else, maybe more. Um, and that's exactly the, the point that we're trying to make here, right? If, if, if these guys really want to be here, and I think there's a certain degree of, of players on this roster right now that really don't want to leave, even, even if the money is markedly better elsewhere, um, there's, a, uh, there's a give and take here. And, and if you wait long enough and you, and you let these guys sort of go out there a little bit and understand where, what their market actually might be, there's always that, that comeback, right? There's always that last, last final hurrah that Brandon Bean can throw out there, maybe sweeten the pot just a little bit with a, with a fully guaranteed signing number that makes it look a little better right now. And I think that's how Milano worked out right at the very last minute. So I, I'm not, I'm not losing hope that this guy's leaving town for sure, mm-hmm. but the numbers look like it's trading in that direction. Let's put it that way. Mike Giannitti, SpotTrack.com is on the Western hot, hotline for a few more minutes here on WGR. I, I think the, the, the most, the next most important player um, is I think, maybe an easier case to crack and that's Jordan Poyer um you know obviously very high level all pro player um but it is felt since last off season like the signs are there that the bills are prepared to move on and not pay him what his market value uh might be how do you feel about Poyer at this point Mike 
You know, I've been back and forth a few times on this one. I, I think he's probably an $11, $12 million safety right now, and I realize even with the age and, and, and the injury history now that that's, that's a pretty big number, even though the safety market's upwards of $18 million now. Um, I, there's, there's a world where maybe nobody, nobody pays that number. Uh, the more that I'm start, starting to do some work on this. Uh, it's not a great safety market. It's not a great safety draft. So if those things are in his favor. Uh, but it does seem like he's not long for this roster anymore. I'll, let me put that out there. I, I think that he, uh, he has sort of put himself out there to, to the world that he's going to test this market. And, uh, and if it's something around the three for 30, 10 million per year mark, he's going to take it to be somewhere else. Just, just my personal feeling. I don't think it's about money more to me. It's not about money right now. And I don't think there's going to be a team out there that blows him away money wise. But I I do think that from free agency standpoint, that's where he wants to be right now. Do do, do you say that about it not being about money because they didn't get something done with him already and he might just feel a little scorned? I I do. I do. I've seen that too many times now to sort of backtrack on that. I I think there's a a relationship problem a little bit with that. Uh, Although, look, this guy went above and beyond in 2022 to get himself on the field. And maybe that's a personal thing, and maybe that's a team thing. And certainly I'm not not trying to speak for anybody in this regard. But it feels like right now the more feelers I put out there uh, from a national standpoint that this guy's looking to be elsewhere. And to me, that signifies less about money, more about a fractured relationship. I wanted to ask you kind of more, Mike, about the safety market at large. Like, It seems like it's become one of those markets where age maybe doesn't matter as much as other positions. Maybe it's the exact opposite of, say, like the running back market, where guys in their late 20s, 28, 29, 30, and then really into their early 30s, still seem to be producing at a high level. And maybe Jordan Poyer is maybe the best example of this. But do, do you kind of see that trend with the safety position? And it, it feels like it's unique to that position, maybe over any other one. Yeah, I do think so. Because, uh, I think a lot of the game has, has switched to the middle of the field. The, the, the run game, the passing, you know, obviously the, in, the interior offensive line has become way more important over the past five years or so. So I think a lot of this down the middle stuff has improved, uh, and the money has improved as well. The, the, the thing with the safety market, guys, is it's kind of rogue. Right? Like we have a Harrison Smith, you know, $30 million plus contract at $16 million per year in Minnesota. We've got a couple of older guys, obviously the Jamal Adams situation with the trade and the subsequent contract kind of broke some situations out west. But, you know, we've got a, like a high Jordan Poyer you know, contract at $8, 9000000 million a year for basically five years here which every other team in, in, in the league has to be looking at this situation thinking, how are they doing this? How are they keeping these contracts so tempered for players that are continually in all pro conversations? Um, it, like I said, it's been rogue. So it's tough to evaluate our Jesse Bates right now who's yep. been on a franchise tag and is going to walk into the open market. Is he, is he even worth the, what the next franchise tag is for him? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe one team values him that way, but it, but it feels like great one year, inconsistent second year, and then the, the market for that player just dumps off the floor. So for a player like Poyer, who has consistently maybe even gotten better with age, as you're mentioning here, there, there's I would have absolutely no problem with somebody going big, a big number on Jordan Poyer. I just don't see it happening that way right now because I do think there's going to have to be a correction happening in this market, like we saw with tight ends and running backs, like you mentioned, that where things sort of flatlined a little bit for a while. Because we've got great players making nine million and not so great players making eighteen right now at that position. <laughs> right, that's, that just doesn't, doesn't seem to really add up. You, you were ready with a couple of alternative ideas. Should the Bills lose Edmonds, are you as prepared to talk about safety replacements, or do you think that might have to come from inside? 
I think they're going to probably promote from within, and there's probably a draft pick or two there. That's uh, that's most likely where we're headed here. It's like I said, it's not the greatest uh, open market. I, I don't see this team going for one of those top of the market safeties that I mentioned there, a Bates or a, you know a Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You know, maybe you can talk yourself into a Jimmy Ward situation. But I think uh, I, I think probably they understand that this is coming from a while, a while ago. They're probably ready to replace Hyde again next year. So, uh, you know, my guess is they're going to, as you mentioned, kind of draft and go, draft and promote from in within, and uh, keep yourself cost controlled, and also understand uh, that you can you can swing big elsewhere on this roster because it's not the only hole right now. We are going to run out of time eventually here, so let me squeeze in what I can. Um, how challenging for what you and your, your website uh, do is the running back market? Because there's a lot of big names, and, you know, I know how we talk about running backs on this show, and I think a lot of the league, you know, don't draft them in the first round, don't pay them second contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how how does Devin Singletary fit into all of that? Because like I, I'm mostly just assuming the Bills will let him go, but I, I don't know that, and you know maybe they feel very strongly about wanting to retain him. It's uh, it, the the worst part of the, about the running back situation for us guys is that we're constantly having to be negative. Right? We're constantly having to say this is a great player, but there's no way he's making ten million a year, right? We, we constantly have to be hampering these guys because it's just not a reality anymore in this league. So a player like Singletary, who I think had some excellent moments in 2022 and maybe just wasn't utilized enough for whatever reason, uh, probably thinks that way heading to the open market, probably knows that he's just looking for more opportunities next year to sort of reset, reset himself from a production standpoint. But that doesn't mean, you know, $6 million a year, in my opinion. I think the James Conner $6, 7000000 is a is a ceiling for him. But if he signs for four million a year, I'd probably say that's about right right now. I just don't think with ten or eleven really good running backs about to hit this market, and he's probably somewhere in the middle of that pack, that any of these guys are going, you know, Christian McCaffrey number, and, and certainly most of them are down in the four to five range. Might not be like the most urgent uh, issue, but I noticed Case Keenum's name on the list, and so the backup quarterback, and he made, what, $6 million last year. Um, I don't know, maybe the Bills like him enough to try to keep him around at that number or even at a lower number. They inherited that contract in a trade, right? So they didn't give him that money, but they, they kept him on at that money. What do you think they end up doing at backup quarterback? Do they, do they pay him and keep him maybe at a lower rate? Yeah, they paid him about $3.5 million last year with that trade. It actually came down via the trade. So I think that's about right. It makes sense that he, if he's a good locker room guy and he's working well with Josh, that that's about the right number uh, with the cap going up to 225 here. So I'd expect just a one-year redo. I think they brought Matt Barkley back as well in some capacity on a reserve contract. So my guess is there's going to be a lot of uh, bring it back from last year on most of these, most of these positions. All right, Mike, thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate the time. As always, um, I hope I've done a decent enough job uh, getting the word out about the site. I mean, not that people would be strangers. You said 15 years now, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it sure is. I know. Tell me what about the, it. We you guys, you guys are pretty old. I don't know. I, I, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I can remember the first time we found your site sitting in the studio. Mike and I have been working together a long enough time that we go back that far, but that does not seem like 15 years ago to me, but I'll bet it is. Wow, crazy. All right. Well, Mike, great work as always. Thank you so much for the information. And, again, com, folks, is where you want to be uh, for all of this, the projections on market value and uh, the contract history and all that. Uh, thanks again, Mike. 
Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. That is Mike Giannitti, SpotTrack.com. We'll uh, take a time out and uh, pour over some of what we learned and talked about with Mike as we move forward. 803-0550 is the phone number. Joe Yurden on the Sabres coming up at 5 o'clock. Pre-game for the Sabres and Lightning coming up at 6 with our Paul Hamilton and myself. So stay tuned. we got you covered all afternoon and into the evening. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and this is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 